0: team every week that comes out here and does a fantastic job. So welcome to Renovate. Uh, My name's Tyler. I'm the Life Stage 2 pastor and the Renovate pastor and uh, glad to see you here. If you're a first-time guest, um, I want to especially welcome you and we're glad that you made your way here to this building and I would love to meet you afterwards. But this is a place that I hope you feel welcome. This is a place that doesn't matter where you are in your walk, or if you haven't even met Jesus Christ yet, we want you to feel loved and accepted here, and we want you to see your life changed because of what Jesus Christ has done in our lives and what Jesus Christ can do in your life. So I just want to thank you for being here. And it's a good night to be here because this is week three of our Between Black and White series, The Gray Areas of the Christian Life. And so tonight we're talking about movies. But the concept of this whole series is there are certain issues in the Christian life that we wrestle with, that we can't go to the Scriptures and find an exact verse to deal with this situation. Whether it's social media, Facebook and Twitter, or dating, or movies, or music, or drinking, you can't just open up the Bible and find a specific passage that just answers all your questions for these very gray issues in our lives. And so what we frequently do in the Christian life is we want to swing from one pendulum or to the other. And on one side of the pendulum is black and white. We want everything to be black and white. And so I don't want to try to wrestle with the tensions of the gray areas in the Christian life. So I'm just going to make everything black and white. And so I'm not going to drink. I'm only going to watch Movies that that talk about Jesus in the Bible and I'm only going to listen to music that talks about Jesus in the Bible and I'm not going to date because that's a modern American thing. I'm going to do courtship like the Old Testament times and I have no idea what that would look like. But it's just this this concept of I don't want to have to wrestle with this and so I'm just going to check out. I'm not going to engage the culture. I'm not going to get involved in the culture. I'm just going, going to remove myself from these gray areas. It it makes sense to me why someone would do that, because it's easier. And then on the other side of the pendulum are people who say, I don't want to deal with the gray areas either, so I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want to do. I'm going to drink as much as I want. I'm going to date as many people as I want and do it the way I want. I'm going to watch whatever movies I want. I'm going to listen to the kind of music I want. And I'm going to claim the name of Jesus, but I'm going to do what I want, because I don't want to have to wrestle with these gray areas either. And so there's a tension and there's a skill to walking between those two extremes. And so this series is all about how can we navigate these areas, these gray areas, to the glory of God. And 1 Corinthians 10.31, whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, whether it's watching movies or dating or whatever, whatever we do, do it all to the glory of God. And so I want to help you, and we're going to have some guest speakers next week and the week after. They want to help you Navigate this area with skill with nuance in a way that helps you connect with those who don 't know Jesus, because on either side of the pendulum, if you go either direction it 's going to ruin your influence with believers, with with non believers it 's if, if you go on the black and white side, it's going gonna, it's gonna to disconnect you from those that God wants you to share the gospel with. But if you're on the other side, you're going to look so much like them that they're not going to respect what you say and you don't have any credibility in, in their eyes to speak truth into their life. And so tonight is about movies. And normally we show a video testimony. I'm going to save that for a little later on. We've showed a testimony each week of how you guys have dealt with these areas. But I want to start with a story. I've... I've uh, have a Thursday night group of guys that I meet with every week for over a year now. Now, we've taken a little break. We, we call it the round table. There's eight of us, and, and some of them are in this room tonight. And for over a year, we've met on Thursday nights, and we've wrestled with, with the um, intellectual side of the Christian faith. So it's all about how do we think Christianly as believers. And so we've read different books, and we've challenged ourselves intellectually. And so we're dealing with very hot-button issues, but by far, the most controversial night we've had was the night that we talked about a particular series on TV today. Any guesses? I've heard... Yes, Game of Thrones. Hey, Jason, how are you? Game of Thrones, yes. Um, so, Game of Thrones, for whatever reason, that, I mean, we, we like I said, we've talked about evolution, we've talked about all kinds of hot-button issues, but Game of Thrones, it was like, the battle lines have been drawn, and we're about to go to war, and, and, and it was a battle. And I've read reviews of Game of Thrones, I've never seen the show, but based on the reviews, I don't know if I'll ever see the show, or the series, But but there was three different views that I found in that room, and one was... It's the worst thing that's ever happened to TV, movies, whatever it is. If you watch that, you're an apostate, you're not a believer, and get away from me. That was one side. On the other side was, hey, man, what's the big deal? You know, I, I, I watch it, and it's a cool story. The characters are great. You know, it's, it's fun, and, it, you know, the, that, the violence and the rape and the pillage doesn't really bother me that much, um, which that's other concerns that I talked with that guy about later. Um, <laughs> But then there was some middle, there was a middle view, and that was, you know, I watched the show, but on those bad parts, I close my eyes. (laughs) Seriously, don't raise your hands, but I know a lot of you have tried that, and sometimes they open up, you know, when you have the hands over your eyes, but this is a, this is really of all the topics that we're going to discuss, for me, this was a very difficult one to discuss, because I look back at my life, and I've been all over the spectrum, This is a thorny issue. This is a gray area if I've ever seen one. And I think the key, I think the key to navigating this is discernment. And we're going to talk about what that means in a minute. But if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Um, It's kind of corny, but just stay with me. Anytime you're going to watch a movie by going to the theater or you're having friends over the house or you're by yourself, anytime you're watching a TV show or a movie or anything, I want you to always have popcorn in one hand and the Bible in the other. Seriously. Seriously. Anytime you watch a movie, anytime you engage with a film of any sort, I want you to have popcorn in one hand and the Bible in the other. Now, what do I mean by popcorn? Obviously, not literal popcorn. I go to movie tavern and I get the ultimate cookie. That's what I get when I go watch movies. So popcorn doesn't even make the list. I see hands raised on the ultimate cookie. It's delicious. So the, the point of the popcorn side is that there is a place to go to movies, enjoy movies, and consume movies, and 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 it is a wonderful experience when you see certain kinds of movies. So I don't want to take that away, but on the other side, you have to bring your Bible with you. And once again, I'm not talking literally your ESV study Bible as you're walking in a movie tavern. I'm talking about something a little different. And so we're just going to walk through that statement tonight. I'm going to break down that statement, in the first part... Is the Bible and how the Bible helps you cultivate discernment and discernment is just the ability to distinguish between right and wrong it 's the ability to bring wisdom to whatever decision you have to make tonight we 're talking about movies, but anything discernment helps you distinguish between truth and error between good and bad, and if we don 't bring that to the table when we 're watching these movies and being a part of these cultural things we call movies and series then then we're, we're going to be in trouble. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 12. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Romans chapter 12, Paul wrote the letter to the church in Rome. And this, this is a wonderful verse. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Okay, I don't know if you knew this, but the world is trying to mold you into its image. Every day you're receiving messages and all kinds of of stories and narratives and beliefs and doctrines and theologies. The world is trying to shape you into its mold. Paul says the world is trying to conform you to its image. So do not be conformed to this world. Movies are a huge part of that process. Every movie has a producer and a director and they have a a worldview that they're trying to promote. They have a way of looking at reality that they're they're trying to give to us. And because they do it through story, it's very powerful and it's easy to embrace. Because it's masked in the story. And so, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're going to spend just a minute here. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's interesting is that it's in the passive voice. It's something that happens to you. It's not something that you do. We can't transform ourselves. It happens to us. And um, I, it reminds me of my, my second daughter, my, my youngest daughter, Emily. One day she came home with a dirt necklace. and y'all heard of a dirt necklace? I had never heard of a dirt necklace until she came home with it one day. She's 17 months, so she's chubby. She has baby fat, and she has wrinkles on her little neck, and her cheeks are puffy. And so when she goes outside and plays in the, in the grass and in the dirt... She comes home, and inside of those crevices is dirt. (laughs) And so when she looks up at Daddy, I see this dirt necklace around her neck, and I'm thinking, how did you get that? You pulled it off because you're my daughter. You look good with the dirt necklace, but how on earth did you get that? Well, she can't remove that. She can't make herself clean. She would just make a bigger mess. She'd touch it with her hand, put it on her face, get all of her clothes. And so what did we have to do to make her clean? We had to put her under the the faucet in the bathtub and let the water clean her. She was being cleaned. She wasn't cleaning herself. The water was cleaning her. And in this passage, it's the same thing. We can't transform ourselves. It happens to us. And the way it happens, he says right here, by what? By the renewal of your mind. This is an amazing passage on discipleship and how to navigate a very difficult world to navigate in. Do you want your life to change? Guess what? You can't do it yourself, but God can do it in your life if you renew your mind. How do we renew our mind? Through the intake of God's Word. So that's the beautiful thing. We have the world trying to conform us into its image. And Paul says you can be transformed and become a whole different person just like a a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, that kind of transformation where you're brand new. We, We talk about renovate, a completely renovated house if you renew your mind. And the only way to renew your mind is to put truth into your mind. And as you put truth into your mind, it pushes out the falsehood and the wickedness and everything else. There's there's a great quote from a pastor in the 19th century. Um, I'm a church history guy. His name's John Brown. But he said this. I want you to listen closely. The mind is renewed when under the influence of the spirit, not you, but God working in you, the truth is understood and believed so as to displace the ignorance and error that previously prevailed. It is the truth understood and believed that purifies the heart from the love of the world let me say that again it's the truth understood and believed that purifies the heart from the love of the world and just in proportion as that truth is understood and believed are you transformed it is by men's being formed to a right way of thinking that they are formed to a right way of feeling and acting with regard to this world and I would say with regard to movies are you tracking with me? It's as you change the way you think by putting the truth of God's word into your mind that it changes the way you feel, it changes what you believe, and ultimately it changes your behavior and it changes how you interact with the world and how you interact with movies. Movies is a common reference point for everyone in our culture. I could throw out quotes right now that y'all would know from Dumb and Dumber, one of my favorite movies, but I can throw out quotes and, and most of you guys would know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a common reference point, but we have to come into these movies with the Bible, not in our hand, but in our mind and it doesn't this transformation doesn't happen right away it's something that takes time but what develops over time as you put the word of god in your mind is you develop an ability to discern truth from error and here's the beautiful thing the last part of that passage as you're renewing your mind and it's changing you then that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect And so a lot of people ask me, I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Should I move here? Should I stay here? Should I go back to school? Should I take this job? I don't know. Well, Paul's telling us in this passage, continue to put God's word into your mind and let it shape you and transform you. And in doing that, you'll be able to discern God's will for your life. And applying it to movies, you will be able to discern which movies that you should watch and which movies you shouldn't. And so you develop discernment by thinking on the truth, and how you think will affect the decisions that you make. And so at this point, I've um, I want to show the clip in just one second, but I've I've got a close friend of mine that I grew up with. His name's Adam Flaw. We played sports together. You know, I would have never dreamed, uh, you know, based on our uh, hanging out together, I, I'd never imagined him going into the film industry. But in college, he he got into the film industry. He's produced um, advertising for American Airlines and the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Rangers. And he's just finishing up a documentary that he's shooting in Southern California. Film has become his life. And he's in that world and and he grew up in Christ Chapel. And so I called him the night before we were uh, doing the video shoots for this testimony. And he said, yeah, I'd love to come up there. So let's take a look. Story, and
1: you know, human beings having need for that. You know, I mean, that motion pictures exist because of that. If we weren't compelled to need that story, to want that story, we never. I mean, motion pictures never would have been created. What would be the purpose? What would be the point? Um, and I think that. That gray area exists because, with that power, that ability to to tell a story, um, there's a lot of stories to be told, and they're not all going to jive with the the perspective of Christianity. I don't believe that movies inform or shape my or art, just in general, forms or shapes my beliefs. I believe that God shapes who I am, and through that. That affects the lens through which I view the
0: world. So did you hear what he said at the end? He said, I, I don't believe that it's the movies and the film and the stories that shape my beliefs. It's God working through his word that shapes my beliefs, and that becomes the lens through which I look at all the other stories that are coming at me. And and the cool thing is that the gospel is the greatest story ever told. And any true story that we see in film is connected in some way to the gospel. But Adam brought up a great point in that the Bible is the lens through which we see these other movies. And so what we carry into dialogue with these movies is more important than what we take out. And our Life Stage 1 pastor, Ryan McCarthy, did a survey a few years ago with his high school students. And in the survey, he asked a series of questions, but one of the questions was, do you believe that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant Word of God? Do you believe that the Bible is, you know, the most important authority in your life? And, I mean, just hyping up the Bible, and over 90% were like, absolutely, the Bible is, you know, God's Word, and it's authoritative. And then a few questions down, he said, how many of you read the Bible on a weekly basis? And then it said, how many times? And... I think it was one-fourth of the group actually read the Bible at least once a week. Many of them said, I never read the Bible. And so the sad thing is, as a young teen that lives in the world of movies and films and TV and, and they're constantly being bombarded with messages, the sad thing is they believe in the power of the Word of God, but they haven't received the power of the Word of God. And so when they go into these movies, they're bringing nothing with them. And so they conform to what the world says you should do in dating, or what the world says you should do in in how you treat people, on and on and on. And so we have to come into the world of movies with our Bible. Does that make sense? Because the Bible helps us and teaches us how to discern. And so I want to finish up by looking at, very practical, the popcorn side, the movies. We've got to enjoy the movie experience. And It's my belief that if we hide God's Word in our heart and we put God's Word in our mind, we can have the discernment to know which movies to see. Not perfectly. We make mistakes. But in doing that, we can actually enjoy it more than many other Christians. And so a few practical things. How do we decide what to watch? How does discernment help us decide what to watch? And just a few things if you're taking notes. The first thing is discernment helps you see in your own life what are your own weaknesses. And so for many of us um, in the past we've, we've struggled with um, porn. Porn is a serious problem. I saw a survey the other day that 6 out of 10 pastors struggle with porn. It's, it's, it's an epidemic in our culture. And so if someone knows their weaknesses and knows that they have a bent towards that, do you think it's wise and discerning if they go into a movie that they know has sexuality and, and goes over the limit when it comes to sex. No. But there might be somebody else, maybe a 70-year-old woman, who goes into a movie and that kind of stuff does nothing for them. And so it's not about the movie, it's about what you're bringing into the movie. Good picture. Uh, sorry, I apologize for that. Um, yeah. It's about what you bring into it and you have to know... Man, sorry about that, I just lost you guys there Get her out of your mind You have to know what your weaknesses are But the other thing is And we talked about this last week When it comes to to drinking Not only do you have to know your own conscience But you have to know the conscience of those who are with you And so for you This might not be a movie that, that affects you But it might be something that you know Affects your brother or sister in Christ And you might need to relinquish the freedom That God's given you And not watch that movie I found that out firsthand on our ski trip this this last winter. I I bring movies that I thought were tame. You know, Uncle Buck, uh, Dumb and Dumber, Eight Seconds. Uh, Anybody concerned at this point? I'm not. Maybe you are. I don't know. I thought those were good, clean movies. Well, I guess I'd watched Uncle Buck on TNT or something where it was edited because the DVD I had, when I put it in there and I'm at the front of the bus and I start watching it... It is not PG-13. I don't know what the rating system was, you know, 30 years ago, but that movie is not PG-13. And I'm up at the front just kind of sinking down in my seat like, oh my goodness, I've got 60 live stage tours on this bus and we're watching this movie and I hear chatter in the back and it just gets worse. And that opened the floodgates. And so I put in Dumb and Dumber. And all of a sudden I'm seeing things that I didn't see when I was 14. When I thought it was just a funny movie. I'm like, oh no, I know this is coming. I forgot about that. You know. So I was miserable on the bus ride out there. And, and then 8 seconds. I mean, I, I couldn't believe that that one was criticized. All my movies were, were rebuked, criticized. They questioned my spirituality by the end of the trip. It got so bad, one of the guys... I asked permission to to bring this up on, not bring the movie, but, but to announce this on the stage. But he thought it would be great on a bus ride with 60 people to watch a movie about astrology from a biblical perspective, a lecture. Did I say that right? What's it called? Astronomy. Sorry, messed that up. Astronomy. And so this is where a guy gets up in a suit and he lectures for about an hour about astronomy. And by the end of the bus ride, guess what movie went into The DVD player. We watched the astronomy movie because the movies I brought up, there were terrible. But I saw firsthand that there were some people on the bus that I should have been a little more intentional about thinking about that maybe didn't think Uncle Buck was that funny. It's discerning my own heart and discerning the hearts of others. I hope you're tracking with me on that. This third one is huge. I think this question eliminates a lot of things, but is it beneficial That's an easy one. Is it it beneficial? I think too often we ask the question, is it permissible, instead of asking the question, is it beneficial? There's a lot of things in the Christian life that are permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful, all things are lawful, but not all things build up. Jesus died for our sins. He paid for our sins. He's forgiven us. He's cleansed us. In Jesus, we have many, many freedoms in the Christian life, but not all freedoms that we have are necessarily beneficial. And so I think that is a great question to ask as you're deciding what movies to watch. And then another good one is is it true? There's some movies that call evil good and good evil, and as we match that up with Scripture, we realize this is not really the way reality is. It's not true. But on the other end, there's some movies that are very true and show human depravity in a very clear way, but you leave going, that, that's true. And and I'm saying sometimes that that is helpful to experience. I can remember one movie called Requiem for a Dream. I don't recommend it. I accidentally watched that movie. Here's the deal with that movie, if you've seen it. It is horrifying, it is haunting, and it bothered me for days. It really did. It affected me because the, the cinematography was so well done that you felt like you were in the movie. And the way that they showed addiction... The way that they displayed the the horrors and the destruction of addiction. One lady was addicted to, to uh, uh, speed and, a, and her son was addicted to heroin. And the way it, it displayed that made me leave going addiction is a horrendous, horrible thing. When you make something else your God besides Jesus, it will wreck your life. It did not glamorize sin. It did not make sin look great. I'm not endorsing that movie but I'm saying what it said about about addiction was true and it affected me. And I think it affected me in a good way that this is something that you should not mess with. And so the question you need to ask is is it true? Because a lot of times the movies we love and watch they 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 mess they mess it up and they call good bad and bad good. And so is it true? And then another good one that we rarely think about, I know I've rarely thought about is why don't you pray about it you know why don't you make this very important part of your life that you spend hours partaking in why don't you bring god into the conversation on that why don't you actually go to the lord and and if you're feeling guilt or if you're feeling torn whether you should watch it why don't you pray about it and and that convicted me as as i read about that that that's something that needs to become a part of my decision making on what movies i watch and then this last little bit discernment not only helps you know what to watch but helps you know how to watch it it teaches you how to watch it and so those who have discernment don't sit back passively and let the movie teach them they go into movies proactively and i think that's where the fun begins is when you you go to a movie that's critically acclaimed you go to a movie that's getting a lot of buzz and you go in there with your bible with your mind and you try to engage the narrative and you try to see where where does it match up with with scripture where does it depart and you become proactive but too many of us passively let the messages from the world come in and distort the way we think i'm not saying don't watch some of these things i'm saying go into it proactively and then also have accountability and that's the last one i want to talk about but You know, bring your small, you know, keep your small group in the loop. Tell your friends if you're having a dilemma about what to watch and if you should watch this series or not. You know, ask your friends if everybody in your small group thinks you're crazy for wanting to watch that, then maybe it's a good indication that you shouldn't watch that. And so these things, it's a gray area. I'm not talking about the extreme movies and film and the porn industry and things like that. We all know that's off the table. I'm talking about that gray area in movies. And I'm telling you, if if you go in there with your popcorn in one hand and your Bible in the other and you think and you engage, you can watch many, many movies with a heart of gratitude and in a way that brings glory to God. That's the whole point of this series. I don't want you guys to check out from culture... And us build our little huddle over here. Our subculture. I want you to engage it. And I want you to bring your your mind with you. And I want you to be able to decide. What movies you can watch. To bring glory to God. And I think that you can do that. And I hope that you can do that. I know I've left a lot of things unanswered. And that's just going to happen in a series like this. But I would love to continue the conversation. If there are questions you still have. Because it's not neat and pretty. And so... Um, let's go into it with our mind, let's go into it thinking, and let's do it in a way that we can bring glory to God. So let's pray together. Lord God, I thank you that we live in a world that is surrounded with so many wonderful things. Lord, the film industry was created by you. Period. The technology, the the minds that develop the technology the the money that's needed to fund these films the creativity the you created the film industry and lord what i want for us is to redeem it and to enjoy your good creation in a way that brings glory to you and so i pray that you would help us to develop discernment as we Continue to fall in love with your word. Lord, give us a love for your word that we might fill our minds with the truth so that we can go into these movies with something, not just leaving with something. We love you and praise you. We, this whole series is about all the wonderful blessings and things you've given us. And I want us to enjoy them and celebrate them. And the only way to do that is to walk that tightrope in that gray area. Help us as a ministry to be the kind of Christians that are willing to take a risk and engage the culture that we live in. Take a risk and critique the films that are popular and be able to speak truth into people's lives that are following the lead of some of these films. Lord, help us to be culturally savvy Christians so that we can make a difference and so that we can bring people to Jesus Christ. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.